Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off Bargaining Parts 1 and 2. So big news this month is that Buffy's off Netflix. Still on Hulu, but no more... The the, the French version? Yeah, that's the... uh... That's the correct pronunciation. People keep bastardizing it. <laughs> okay. So I asked the stackers, like, hey, can you, let's let's talk about how inconvenient this is. Mm-hmm. Kudos to most of our stackers. Y'all got Hulu. Yep. I don't have Hulu. You guys, you guys are fancy. I, I've only got one streaming thing. But uh, unsurprisingly, I think all of our stackers have the DVDs. Everyone yeah. was like, I got the DVDs. What the hell? It's not a thing. Shocker that Buffy fans would have the DVDs, mm-hmm. uh, which are pretty cheap nowadays. Yeah, I actually um, picked up the season uh, six and seven for combined $12 recently. I, when I got them on DVD, definitely like had the release date on my calendar. Mm. had to go to Best Buy yep. on that date to buy it and i believe they were 65 dollars back then yeah that sounds about right because like yeah especially when these first came out it, it was weird how dvds were priced because any it, it would almost be by the disc which really doesn't make sense because that's really not where any of the cost really lies also they gave so much packaging yeah they, they are so, they like the old ones they take up so much space and nowadays they're like these little slim cases i'm like oh that would give me so much more room well, yeah it's it's hilarious season six and seven i got one of the new fashioned and one of the old-fashioned cases and it's like one is literally twice the size of the other yeah uh so all of us stackers agreed that probably you know the worst thing is having to get up off the couch Ugh. and walk to the other side of the room if i can't watch an entire tv show without moving then what's the point? What's the point? Why do it? Yeah. On Twitter, at Dana Kirkendall <laughs> uh, pointed out uh, with a very sad picture, the very worst thing about watching Buffy on DVD, when you get to the very last DVD uh, of season seven. Mm. <laughs> it's a very sad picture. Although someone else had a really good point that that actually, it also does make introducing new fans harder. Yeah. Yeah. Like Netflix at this point is so universal, at least with people our age. Yeah. I think like my parents don't understand what Netflix is. Yeah, my, my mom has Netflix, but like it feels like you need to leave it on for her on like sure. the show she wants to watch for her to actually watch it. My mom considers it this crazy huge huge luxury. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy to think like, but 10, 15 years ago, would you have said it was like a huge luxury to rent two movies? Right. that's uh, the same it is so universal. So the idea of trying to tell a friend, oh, you should totally get into Buffy, mm. but how are you going to watch it? Oh, you don't have Hulu? You are not borrowing my DVDs. They do not leave my home. <laughs> I made the mistake too many times, lost some good DVDs, mm-hmm. still never got my copy of The Room back. No. It was signed by Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, mine's not leaving my apartment because it's signed. Yeah, I, I'm well aware that 
Season two of Veronica Mars, Jessica, you still have my copy and have had it for over a year and we've talked about it. You've got one more episode left. Finish it and return it. Thank you. It's really, it's it's like you were closer before, but now you're not, you know, almost as if a long time ago you used to be friends. (laughs) You get it? I, I get it. I would say to stackers, if you didn't get that joke. I've said it before. You should watch Veronica Mars, except it's not on Netflix. So it just makes recommending it harder. Come on. Why isn't Veronica Mars on Netflix? Where it used is it? to be. It's same as Buffy. They just took it off one day. I mean, it's I'm nowhere. sad, but I did just find out today that the real Ghostbusters is on Netflix. So we got something. I did hear that. I also heard it does not live up to your nostalgia. Oh, no. There's a lot of really crappy episodes and the animation is uh, on the whole, pretty terrible. Yes. But there's some good voice acting. Until you get to Dave Coulier times, then just cut it off. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Dave Coulier is not the real Peter Venkman. <laughs> no. Hashtag not my Venkman. No. <laughs> we asked, you answered, and Mike has no idea. Uh-oh. It's a stacker surprise. <laughs> so it's bargaining. Buffy is gone. Mm-hmm. And Sunnydale is slayerless. The quote-unquote small towns, because they have an airport, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the small towns officials figure that they need a new town slogan to entice tourists to the even more demon-drenched municipality. Mm-hmm. So I asked the stackers to send us their season six Visit Sunnydale oh. slogans. On Twitter, at President Trout came back with, Visit Sunnydale, now zero days without neck rupture. On Facebook, Megan said, visit Sunnydale. It's a hell of a town. I get it. (laughs) And my personal favorite, Raven sent us her actual town slogan. No. That she feels is very appropriate, and I agree. Visit Sunnydale. Easy to get to. Hard to leave. Oh, God. (laughs) I know. I'm so sorry, Raven, because that's also like, that's the, that's basically the tagline for Roach Motels. Yeah, don't get, just leave. Raven, get out. Get out now. Don't even pack a bag. Just run. Are there any children in in corn there? (laughs) What's going on? Have you, um, have you noticed any long corridors in a hotel that don't make sense? (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps typewriters that just seem to, um, type nonsense or just typewriters let's just Those say that creepy. that's yeah. creepy on its own now let's head into the sunnydale stacks and open the books on bargaining part one so being that we're, we're transitioning two dvds because you and i mm-hmm. are both we're both watching it on netflix yeah. right i already own the dvds i'm just yeah. lazy netflix is right there oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so we're, we're making this transition to dvds and right away i realized here's something weird yeah. parts one and two are combined into one episode yeah but they're labeled parts one and two yeah it's not just bargaining it's bargaining parts one and two yeah yeah so i think i know where the episode break came yeah, I do. I do remember it. And I did double check. So I'm like, yes, OK, that is correct. OK, so you'll have to we'll have to double check when I get there that mm-hmm. I did this right. Yeah. So big ass fam running through the cemetery, mm-hmm. being chased by Spike and Tara. What? Tara looking pretty badass here. That, She's, that coat, yeah. Yeah. She's been raiding Buffy's closet. 
Oh no. She shed those PJs though. Yeah. She finally got out of the moon PJs and she's just looking awesome. And then Giles bring up the rear, just kinda he's he's past middle age. He's a man of a certain age. <laughs> he might have I I have uh sympathy. He might have asthma. It's I mean, you yeah. don't know. Or uh, asmar, as they say in England. Why? They take out the R's. Well it sucks to your asmar. <laughs> so tangent here. Spike's hair in this episode. Yeah. He's got his curly hair. <laughs> I really like Spike curly hair. Well, it just always, he looks like such a little puppy dog with the curls. He's, he's adorable. Mm-hmm. And like the slick back is a little too helmety. Yeah. Um, and they use this very strategically and we'll say a little obviously. Like it's it's not like it's a very subtle thing that they do, but like. When life's not going great and he's all like frazzled, mm-hmm. his hair is a little frazzled and unkempt. Also, it's his after sex hair. Uh oh. And because this is going to be a thing later this season, but like, you know, he just got some nookie because his hair is all messed up. Some, some nookie, the cookie? Yeah. So stick it up your what? <laughs> your what? Your, your what? What? I'm not even sure that's the correct lyrics. <laughs> Please don't correct me, anybody. I don't need to know if those are correct. <laughs> I can. I will be happy to live my the rest of my life not knowing. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm coming out pro curly haired spike. Mm-hmm. You have strong opinions on that? Uh, I mean, I'm not anti curly haired spike. I'm not. I'm not a huge proponent. I'm not going to say I'm going to sign a petition. But. <laughs> So Giles and Spike are all chummy now. Like, they're kind of... Joking they, around a little bit. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, just the last time we saw them, like, Giles was still very much like, fuck mm-hmm. you, get off my RV. Get off my RV! <laughs> so they're, like, they're kind of, like, joking around. Mm-hmm. And it's, I like seeing the progression about, you know, Giles forgave him, I feel. They, they bond over being British. Wouldn't you jest? Mm-hmm. Uh, so telepathy Willow is on the mausoleum. Yeah, that power that she uses all the time. I, I don't mind this, but like yeah. last episode, she like especially after everything they've been through, Willow put on pulled on her big girl pants and just like all this new magic stuff mm-hmm. because it needed to. Yeah. What I do think they should have been doing this whole time mm-hmm. is having someone on the mausoleum with a walkie-talkie. Did they have a ladder up there? How did they get that person up there? Well, she floated clearly. Your explanation is always floating willow. She wrote a broomstick up there. Uh oh, this is really setting witches back. <laughs> I like when she's telling like, make him go left and Giles throws that axe yep. and just like makes the the vamped oh mm-hmm. go Yeah, Ripper. Yeah, Ripper. We're that vamp. <laughs> uh a vamp is knocked out by a leather clad buffy. Whoa, 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 buffy? Didn't she just like kinda die it's another season where they just introduce something and don't explain it like several episodes (laughs) that actually would be interesting that actually would be kind of interesting well they could do like a time jump like maybe this is two years later yeah the first time you watched through the series Mm -hmm. what did you think about that like did what did you think this was really buffy were you like right away buffy bot I, I don't remember this particular scene the first time, so I don't think it was. I was really like shocked by it. I think it was more just like well, I know there's two more seasons, and they don't change the name of the show. Sure, I feel like you'd have to be pretty 
naive to think that Buffy was really doubting God mm-hmm. for two more seasons. Like, it, like yeah. we all knew she had to come back. She's come mm-hmm. back before. Yeah. It's kind of her job. Yeah. I definitely, the first time I saw this, did not realize it was the Buffy bot mm-hmm. until she says that. Mars pan and you probably played bingo. Yeah. I think I thought it was like someone's dream or a mm-hmm. memory yeah. or something like, or like Spike telling a story. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you cut to present day and Buffy's dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, you have that and all of a sudden, like, cuts halfway through what the scene would normally be. And they're all at the funeral. And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he, you know, him recounting a story to Dawn and she interrupts mm-hmm. halfway through and goes, but wait a minute. I thought. <laughs> that is a great Dawn impression. Yeah. You're I welcome. thought. You're welcome. Xander and Anya, both not fans of the telepathy. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to me Xander's reference to the Fury? Oh, it's a movie about psychic, like, powered people. Okay, but he says that way lies spooky carnival death. Because I believe there's a scene in there where people die at a carnival. You are not elaborating as much as I was hoping. I mean, I don't. I only saw it once a really long time ago, so okay. I don't remember it terribly specifically. Okay. So I like how it looks like Spike is taking a break from the fight. Like, the you know, Giles is being choked out or yeah. whatever. And, you know, Spike's just hanging back. Looks like he's going to let Giles mm-hmm. get bitten. And Willow, you know, is shouting in his brain, help him. Yeah. Spike goes, I did. Bubble. And, and the vamp's on fire. And he, Spike lit a cigarette. So yeah. you know that he lit the vamp on fire. Mm-hmm. And so badass. Although it is kind of like, was that vampire soaked in kerosene? They're va- I mean, vampires are very flammable. Famously. Famously flammable. Do they wick all moisture away from their clothing so that it's so dry that it immediately catches fire like flash paper? They they notoriously wear old cl- like clothing. Old co- clothing that's you know also dipped in uh, flammable liquids. Yeah. Oh okay. Embalming fluid. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and this is where we get that great line. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor watcher. Did your life flash before your eyes? Cup of tea, cup of tea. Almost got shagged. Cup of tea. <laughs> I will say, though, he did get shagged. Oh, yeah. He could, I mean, as mm-hmm. we know from both Miss Calendar and Olivia, Giles is a bit of a Lothario in this And don't forget, lady two times. Lady two times. <laughs> How could I forget mm-hmm. twice? Two times. Uh, Buffy gets the second sleigh with the... Also very famous, that'll put marzipan in your fu- Oh, god damn it, I'm going to get it. <laughs> Fly plate? Not a thing. <laughs> Wait a minute, the Kristen bot is malfunctioning. <laughs> that'll put marzipan in your pie plate, bingo. <laughs> this is, of course, the Buffy bot mm-hmm. taking the place of the real Buffy. Buffy bot will f- from now on be referred to as BB. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> makes, my notes make sense. I got tired of typing out Buffy bot. Okay. As previously referenced with getting up to change the DVD, I'm lazy. Uh, <laughs> it's a full five feet away. <laughs> so far. We both kind of turned into Balthazar as we're watching. <laughs> yeah, pretty uh, much. If, it, uh, if I can't do it by flailing my tiny little arms. <laughs> so Buffy's really, the Buffy bot is really into knock uh, knock jokes. And I really like this that someone goes, you know, they mentioned the knock knock jokes, says who they are, and they have this whole conversation, which Buffy Bot interprets as a knock knock joke. Yep. I'm gonna try to do it. Ready? If we want her to be exactly, she'll never be exactly. I know the only real Buffy is Buffy. Oh no, shit. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't wanna get it. 
if we want her to be exactly, she'll never be exactly. I know the only real Buffy is really Buffy and she's gone who? That sounds like a, a really Charlie Rose question the way you said it. Okay, I'm going to try it again as Buffy Buck. If we want her to be exactly, she'll never be exactly. I know the only real Buffy is really Buffy and she's gone who? Nice. We got new credits. Mm-hmm. Mike, do you see any big changes? Uh, Well, I love the the, the bat shot with Anya. Yeah. She's running with the bat. I love that got shot. It. Um, A lot of them are pretty subtle. You do get some dark willow. Yeah. Which is, I think, little. pretty on the nose. Because they did know that that's where they're heading with this season. Mm-hmm. So there's a, they plant a lot of seeds early this season. Do you know when they knew that's where they were headed i mean they wanted to do it the season before oh okay so like they knew right away like as soon as they started working on the season they knew that's where they were going to end the season in some way maybe they didn't have every single mechanic of it worked out Mm -hmm. from what i can understand but they definitely knew like the season was going to end with dark willow okay so they were kind of planting seeds for that Mm -hmm. since like throughout season five building up to this Mm -hmm. i think at, at one point they really thought that it might happen during season five too much and yeah and like she might join glory which is too much no does it bother you that the last shot of the credits is not really buffy but it's the buffy bot that is a little weird it's a little it kind of bothers me in a weird way in a way that like the one side of my brain is telling the other side like shut up Kristen. it doesn't matter it's still smg Mm -hmm. um but yeah no that bothers me it's not buffy that's the bot I can't think of any specific shots used from The Wish that are in credits. That's true. It's. I mean, it is a really good shot, though. I mean, that's. I'm sure that's why they use yeah, it. She looks badass. New, new shot. Yeah. And, yeah. Willow and Tara are living at the Summer's house, which makes total sense logistically. Yeah. I feel like the first time I saw this season, I was like, that's a little weird. And they're sleeping in Joyce's bed. Mm. That uh, jo- The Joyce's bed thing is a little weird. But also just yeah. logistically... This makes sense. Yeah, because you need somebody to kind of take care of Dawn other than the Buffy bot. And you need someone to take care of the Buffy bot. Yeah, so. And why pay for campus housing or an apartment mm-hmm. when you need to be there all the time anyway? Yeah, makes sense. The Buffy bot is making PB&J sandwiches. Just a few. Just a couple. She's there in the background. They keep referencing that it's a big day. It's a lot of, a lot of build up about something happening Uh-oh, today. Oh, I smell an editing joke. And then there's another thing about Anya that has something for tonight. Mm-hmm. We get from the idea that Hank might call, because he exists, yeah. um, that they're lying to the world that Buffy's alive. Yeah. Not only to keep the demons like from mm-hmm. having a heyday with Sunnydale, but also so that um, Dawn isn't taken to a foster home. Yeah. Which, does that bother you at all? I mean, I, I get how somebody could make the argument, but I do feel like at this point with what they've been through, they're closer to family than Hank. what you'd find in a foster home. And Hank's just not fucking there. Yeah. But this is the only time that they refer to like not her going to a foster home, mm-hmm. but specifically her going with Hank. And it makes me kind of stuck me like, I mean, it's not really their decision to be like, we decide what happens to this 14-year-old girl. Well, I feel like it is what Dawn wants, though. She doesn't that's, want to go with Hank. That's true. That's fair. Yeah, I guess you're right. It is a little it's, shady. It's a little weird. <laughs> like, when you're just... When, like, I feel like now watching it as an adult, I'm like, that's a little mm-hmm. illegal. Yeah. A little weird. Um, but, I mean, you also have to take into account the fact that they believe, at least... They're not sure, but they believe they're going to be able to get Buffy back. So, yeah. with that in mind, too, it's like... They kind of know this is going to be temporary. 
more I feel like Giles should be the one to be like, I get it, you guys, and I want her too, mm-hmm. and I know that's what she wants, but really it's for the courts to decide. Yeah. And if Hank wants her, at this point, that's his right. Yeah, but he's such an asshole. Oh, sure. Yeah, no, totally. I'm not saying, like, I love Hank. I'm just saying, like, legally. Yeah, I guess. So the big thing they're referring to is the Buffy bot having to do parent-teacher conferences. Whoa, whoa. Not, you know, that's a good fake out. You think it's going to be some big battle tonight Mm -hmm. and it's actually just meeting the teachers. They, they just love her. Yep. She just, (laughs) she says, school is where you learn. That's so right. Yes, it is about learning and not social life. (laughs) I make lunch every day. Why do we have to make lunches instead of the school? (laughs) It, it does feel like a cruel game you could play of if you, See at a party, there's a bunch of people who are very stoned, just saying very plain things to them and see what they do. The couch is red. Whoa. I'm, I, yeah. What is that? What's red? What is, <laughs> yeah. Like, just really, like, the simplest things can be the things that mess somebody up the most when they're, uh, when they're dumb. Uh, <laughs> Buffy also pulls the Zoolander, hmm. not understanding that it is a model. Oh, yes. How were the students given it? So tiny. I don't know of any varieties of humans that are that small. Meanwhile, at the Magic Box, Giles is doing the accounting, which is also torturing Anya at the same time. Mm-hmm. Then so, we get the real epic battle of the episode. They just slappy fight. Mm-hmm. Little slappy fight. Where's Harmony when you need her? Now, do you think that the discrepancy he's finding is them paying for the stuff for the resurrection? Oh, no, I've never considered that. I think this is one of those timely, really relevant references to Dawn's shoplifting. Ooh, okay, I can see that. That's interesting. I've never considered yeah. it part of the spell. I've always just been like, oh, yeah, mm. that's right, because she shoplifts. I think it's the. I think that's pretty much the arc that everyone loves the most in the entire series, <laughs> right? It's so prescient. Yeah. And just, I really care a lot. Uh, so Giles is leaving for England and plans on leaving the store to Anya. Mm-hmm. He's not leaving fast enough for her chase. She's also sick of waiting to tell people about uh, her proposal to Xander. Mm-hmm. They haven't announced this. Yeah. Help me out here because I kind of don't get why. I think this is another like planting the seed because it's definitely like Xander's the one that's winding the hold back. because I think he's already kind of having cold feet. Yeah. His whole thing about, like, I'm proposing to you because the world isn't going to end. This is the point where I'm like, no, I think you thought the world was going to end. I thought you were like, this is going to be so romantic, bro. It's going to be great. And his whole, I mean, like, I used to get this. I feel like every time I watch this, I was like, yeah, I get Xander. And this time watching around, I'm like, no, you're just wrong. Yeah. I guess feeling that, like, there's just too much going on right now. That, Mm -hmm. like, this isn't something that they should be dedicating time or conversation to where everyone's really sad Mm -hmm. so like we should let people mourn and be maybe classless to like take this sad time Mm -hmm. and be like forget buffy we're getting married but no and also like there has been some time there's been a number of months and it's just announcing the engagement it's not like oh and by the way this weekend we're getting married everybody come Right. Just announcing an engagement. And life goes on. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, <laughs> sure. 
Yes. Did I, um, I, I'm not sure if I told this on the podcast, but I did once have that song play on the radio exactly as I crossed a, uh, like a funeral procession on the road. Oh no. What? It's just like, it just like came on the radio. I was like, well, this is timing. <laughs> this just reminded me of like when I was engaged and planning my wedding, I found out that there were several instances of like friends not telling me about big life events for them because they quote like didn't want to steal my thunder i was like i mean no (laughs) that's weird that's a weird thing like share your happy news oh your child (laughs) like i'm like i don't i'm not that person and that's Mm -hmm. also weird yeah there's the thing about like proposing to your significant other at someone else's wedding yeah there are all these videos of that happening. And that's so cute. Mm-hmm. Like it's really, it's like a romantic time and it's really yeah. cute. But there's a lot of people who are like, how dare you hijack someone else's wedding and their attention? And like, that's weird. That's yeah. weird, guys. It would be one thing if it was like during the ceremony. Like, sure. Do you take this? Hey, honey, guess what? I want to marry you too. Like, um, could we wait a minute? Yeah. That would be weird. Yeah. But like, you know, during the reception, everyone's dancing and you're just, mm-hmm. I mean, you're dressed up. It's romantic. Yeah. You're looking pretty. Do mm-hmm. it, man. Yeah. That's weird. People are weird. I don't get it. Anyways, my point being Xander's wrong and they should just do it. They should just announce their proposal. Oh, I thought you meant fuck. <laughs> I mean, that too. They, I mean, I'm sure they are. it's always a good time for that. Um, but the, yeah, no, this, this is the one point in this episode that I'm going to say Anya's right and Xander's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that again. <laughs> Spike and Dawn are hanging out that night. <laughs> of course, your teachers like the robot. School is just a factory of robots. I mean, uh, uh, he's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it is so clear. Like Spike is not at all used to being the responsible and he's used to like you know throwing stones and sure and mischievous and he's like oh that's right i'm i probably like, shouldn't encourage you to rebel or drop yeah, out or skip school they gotta be the grown-up and then they get this really great moment of dawn saying like i don't need a babysitter mm-hmm. and trying to get him just like go away i'm 14 yeah. and him saying i'm not leaving you to get hurt again uh, and he gets mad when she insists I mean, can I remind you that this man does not have a soul? Nope. And he's just so... Det- but he has a heart. He does! That's my point. And jealous. You were not this good. You were bad to the bone. I also like that we get a nice, small, but pivotal piece of information where Don says, I'm not the key, or at least I don't know anything. But good. Let's just... I yeah. don't want to have to think about that again. Nope. That's over. It's done. You are now... A- uh, a one-year-old. Yep. Sheffer, yep. She had no yeah. season yeah. one to season or season five. To, yeah. No, no. Yeah. She's this is her happy birthday, Dawn. So she had, she have a party where she's in a high chair and she doesn't actually know anybody. I got you a new rattle. Yeah. <laughs> do kids still use rattles? <laughs> what do you think they use? E rattles? I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. I'm I'm sure it's as much a thing as it you know was when we were growing up. But, All right. Uh, I don't know if I had a rattle. So a pretty girl is caught in an alley by a vamp who's wearing a Hanson t-shirt. Can yep. we talk about how he's wearing a Hanson t-shirt? Uh, I the commentary that was in the script. <laughs> I immediately, like, <laughs> saw him for half a second. Yep. Hanson! It says Hanson! He's the Hanson fan. Hanson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Bob. 
<laughs> yes, that was their song. There was one day when I was working at Starbucks that I uh, I did a run to the bank. And like the bank was always like a, like a, a, a literal breath of fresh air. Like, you mm. know, you go through the morning rush and you're I'm literally sprinting from like taking orders back to the espresso bar, take back to taking orders and giving people breaks and people are yelling at you. And then you, you're like, OK, I'm going to go to the bank. So you grab the deposit and you leave the door and it's it's quieter outside than it is in the store. And nobody's yelling at you for anything. And maybe you walk a little slow to the bank. Mm. So at that point in my morning, I was always a little loopy. That was always like you get punch drunk. And I took the deposit to the bank and I'm sitting there in line um, and I'm the only one in there. It's really quiet. I'm just kind of like, okay, it's okay. I can make it through the rest of the shift. And he says, and very softly, the bank was playing Mbop. And I got really excited. And I turned to like the line of tellers who were serving nobody. They're just all just standing there. I was like, you guys, it's Umbop. <laughs> and they all just look at me. I'm like, Umbop. <laughs> and like, nothing. Then security came and escorted you away. <laughs> nothing. No one cared. It was so, it was such a happy moment for me until I was like, oh, am I. Am I making a scene? Also, that's a song title that might not register if somebody yells at you. Mbop, mbop, it's mbop. And you're like, ah, I don't have anybody. Bapa doo wop. Okay. <laughs> Would you like me to keep going? I know all the lyrics. <laughs> They're all nonsense words. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't tell you if you were wrong. <laughs> No, it's actually boom bop boom bop, not boom bop boom bop. <laughs> BB shows up and says to the girl, "You can run away now." It's a pretty good fight. Like she, she launches herself mm-hmm. over some stuff. Some good programming, Willow. But she does have one critical weakness: old bottles. <laughs> old bottles. Vamp hits her in the head with a bottle, and she gets a glitch mm-hmm. and just starts running into barrels, like a. Like a video game character that's just stuck. Yeah. Or like a like a Roomba that's just like not getting it. <laughs> Get out of that corner, Roomba. It's a dust bunny on the other side of the room. Stupid Roomba. What's the name of the, the maid on the Jetsons? Uh, Rosie. Yeah, I named my Roomba Rosie. Aww. <laughs> you get it? Because <laughs> it's a robot maid. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I don't think you need to explain it at all. I think everybody got it. Like, people not even listening to the podcast got it. <laughs> people listening to Serial right now got it. <laughs> like, I just started S-Town. Got it. Uh, so, Anya got the last known urn of Osiris on eBay. She also got Xander a Backstreet Boys lunchbox. And now I want it. You want it that way? Well done, sir. I'm proud of you for that one. You're welcome. I also really, really, like, this is now my mission. I'm going to keep my eye out for that lunchbox for the rest mm-hmm. of the series. Oh, yeah. So like, I'm just hoping it's in the background. And yeah. unlike the widespread panic posters, you don't just take a shot. You open up the champagne. Yes. The thing shows up. Yes, you guys. Look out for that lunchbox. <laughs> I love me some bubbles. Oh, and there's sparkling rosé. Anyways, so we get the big reveal here. Willow says, it's time. Tomorrow night, we are bringing Buffy back. To UPN. That was the last one. No, that was that was one they're on now. Okay. But I could say, like, we're bringing Buffy back. To UPN. Come to UPN. Just check out the new season. Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound exactly like a promo. Yep. 
Xander gets very nervous and kind of angry, weirdly, mm-hmm. even though he knew this was the plan. Yeah. So who made you the boss? <laughs> like, Derek, you did. We voted. You made a plaque, boss of us. Really, it was a lot more work than he should have had to do. <laughs> and then th- th- we get a really important conversation here where um, we find out that this isn't like Dawn trying to raise Joyce, mm-hmm. which is everyone's, I'm sure, first question. Yeah. Buffy didn't die a natural death. She died a mystical one. Mm-hmm. This is where I started thinking, like, okay, so how did Angel come back? The powers that be just did it, right? Because he was so important mm-hmm. that he needed to be. I guess. Wouldn't you think they do the same thing with Buffy? She I mean, seems kind of more important in the long run. I mean, there is another Slayer hopping in around. jail. But, like, they could bust her out if needs be. I guess the only thing I'm thinking is, like, so, like, I guess, I mean, there was that what the shanshu prophecy with angel mm, yeah because i'm thinking about like end of season seven mm-hmm. buffy shutting down that Hellmouth is a huge fucking deal mm-hmm. huge fucking deal yeah. but if it wasn't prophesized mm-hmm. then maybe the powers that be didn't know how important she was going to be yeah and there might be a lot of prophecies where it's just generically the slayer sure instead of you know buffy yeah and i mean i guess also the way they died they both like died through magical portals but Buffy's body still like ended up there and just got mm. like sucked into the hell dimension. Mm. So it's probably easier to do that too. Sure. Than to like, it's basically just like, you know, shoving them back into the world versus like resurrecting the soul into a body and restoring the body. Using that detailed knowledge of portals that we know you got. Uh, I'm a big portal guy. I make <laughs> a lot of portals. Portal over here, portal over there, portal, portal everywhere. Willow points out her body's in the ground, but where is her soul? She could be in hell. So this is really important that in Willow's mind, it's not just like, we need this later to save us. She needs to save Buffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, BB returns home. She's still got some Spike sex remnants in there. Ooh, some creepy ab talk. Creepy. But his face. Yeah. The guilt. He oh. does not like this. He Just a reminder about like, oh yeah, I made a sex bot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman I loved. I feel like it would be I don't know what the cutoff would be, but most young adult men, if they were to look at something they wrote online at age 13, sure. their response of like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that night, Don cuddles with the Buffy bot. It doesn't have a belly button. Did you notice that it doesn't have a belly button? Well, I mean, it's got the panel removed, so maybe the, pen, the b- no, button's on the No, when you panel? before they remove the panel, huh. there's no belly button. I guess it's just hard. That's a hard piece to make. I mean, it makes sense that like it's a robot. It doesn't need one. Mm-hmm. It's why is it so unsettling? The image is just like even picturing it now. Why is it so creepy that it doesn't have a belly button? Because it means it was of no woman born. Ugh. It's just it's creepy. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm, mm. But yeah, Don Don misses her sister, so she cuddles up with the bot. Mm. Giles is. Tra- <laughs> Uh, see, I got really tired of typing Buffy Bot, and in the, in this note, I typed Buffy Boy. <laughs> Buffy Boy! That's the Buffy not, Boy? That's not it. <laughs> you my Buffy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is, that, is that what we call male fans of the podcast now? Buffy Boys? Well, that's canon now. Yep. 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 Uh, Giles is training BB with, like, Eastern philosophy, mm-hmm. harness your chi, remember your breathing. Uh, I don't think they're really... A- <laughs> he's feeling guilty over buffy's death uh, so it's just like any watcher 
My slayer is gone. I did my job. Oh, so bad. Really not on purpose. BB just kind of drives it home. Says, then why are you still here? She's like the new Anya. She is. She is. You notice like everyone opens up to the bot. Mm, Yeah. But there's just something about like, there's something about it that everyone's like, I can just bear my soul to you. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Yeah, it's it's a it's a sounding board because you don't have to worry about them having an emotional response to anything you say, really. Yeah, you're not you can't hurt its feelings. Mm-hmm. I just I thought I just thought that was great. Every time someone opened up to the bot, I'm like, she serves the purpose. Mm-hmm. We see the biker bar. Hanson's number one fan is telling the demons about BB. Yeah. Mm, but there's a robot and she looks like the Slayer. I have no idea what that was supposed to be. But, 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 guys, it's a but. <laughs> uh, the demons are really excited about this news. You're telling me there's no Slayer in Sunnydale? Mm-hmm. The the leather straps that are pierced through these guys' skin bothers Stylish. me. Oh, no. I mean, it's, <laughs> uh, it's just an old-fashioned facelift. Oh, it's, I mean... Facial piercings don't bother me, but this leather doesn't go through your skin, guys. Well, it's only the metal rings that go through their skin. And the leather straps pull the skin back. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's okay, right? Ow. Yeah, this is just, this is, um. I like uh, to think if they didn't have those in their faces, it would just be really floppy. <laughs> <laughs> these are what Clem are. Clem yeah. is. Oh, these, <laughs> these are just are... like mean Clems. <laughs> yeah. Willow is in a beautiful glen. She is looking damn angelic. Damn angelic. Not angelus. Angelic. Very different. She's dressed in a white. I mean, this is, she's, it's beautiful. This is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, what could go wrong? Yeah. She's doing a spell. Says, come forward, blessed one. Oh, this is And a beautiful nice fawn thing. appears. A little, oh, a little baby deer. A little baby deer comes oh, right up to her. A new friend. Right up to her. It's so cute. Aww. Goes right up to her. What? Can you get, can you, I just kept imagining, like, wouldn't it be so cool to be Allison Hannigan right now and you get to pet a baby deer? Uh, well, did you watch the last half of that scene? I'm just saying, in real life, on set. Mm hmm. She got to really pet a baby deer. Uh, well, according to the commentary, she was actually really upset by this scene because of oh. what she had to pretend to do. So it was actually one of the most dramatic scenes she ever oh, filmed. Then never mind. Uh, so Probably because she got to pet that deer and then had to pretend to kill it. <laughs> so yes, she she stabs it and mm-hmm. collects its blood. I if I were Willow, Buffy would stay dead because mm-hmm. I would just be I couldn't like no. It's too. I can't. Well, I notoriously hate deer, so I'm fine. <laughs> um, she says, may you find wings into the kingdom. My memory of this was that she was very, that she was terrifyingly stoic and cold mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. Like, I just remembered being like, oh, yeah, that's a terrifying scene where, like, Willow doesn't have a soul. Yeah. This time, like, during the actual act, she mm-hmm. is very much like business. But then once she's finished... Yeah. You can see that it just, it breaks her. Yeah. She really hates to do it. And very, uh, kind of on the nose, but cool symbolism. She's wearing a white dress here. And for the rest of the episode, into the next one, she's wearing a red dress. I did not notice that. Yeah. I did notice the, um, the white dress is just, we just don't usually see yeah. 
her in all white. Or anybody, really. Yeah. And all and like an all white dress is not. There's some times when like they really went Buffy to look freaking awesome mm-hmm. that like they pull out the white. So so when this scene happened, did you yell out, don't do it? <laughs> Chris and I, the day after our wedding, very spur of the moment, just decided to rent a car and drive to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Just we hadn't planned it. It was just like, well, we're married now. Holiday road. Yeah, pretty much that. Yes. Um, so we went to Wisconsin Dells where they have a deer park. And I, now I'd never oh. been to Wisconsin Dells. Chris has been there before. Mm. Um, so it was very exciting to drive up and you just get all these like crazy road signs yeah. <laughs> on either side of you. And we, we got a list of like things to do. And I was like, okay, well, I, we want to go to the deer park. So mm. let's go to the deer park. And at first it was really creepy because we pulled up and there were no other cars. We're getting into the town early September on a Sunday. Kids yeah. of school the next day. It's just it would the whole town was dead. Like yeah. their biggest time of the year is the summer. So we pull up to this deer park and there's nobody else there. Oh. And I'm kind of unclear as to what we're doing. Yeah. Like deer park sounds cool. I don't know what that means, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so we pay an admission and they're talking about um buying feed and i'm expecting like a zoo but with like deer because wisconsin's weird and you walk in and they've got a little pen that has like like a pen with goats Mm -hmm. you know and they're they're behind the fence and you're like goats are cute and then there's like a pen with like bunnies i think and one with raccoons (laughs) and like one with raccoons like just Mm -hmm. like wisconsin natural animals that maybe you just don't see up close like okay it's a wisconsin okay that's that that's neat and then you go into the deer park and you walk through these gates and it's just this like path similar to a zoo like how they have those paths but without any like pens yeah and like looking to my left and looking to my right what are we doing here what is this there's i mean there's no animals there's no there's no cages for animals and there's no other people anywhere. So I'm not quite sure what we're supposed to be doing. So we're just like strolling slowly along. And all of a sudden you, in the distance, you just see a deer, not cage, just hanging yeah. out. So we just, you know, we be very still, still. So you don't scare it away. Mm-hmm. And then there's another deer, like 10 feet close. And you're like, Oh my God, don't move. Don't move. It's right there. And then there's, Two more deer to your right that are like Clever girl. four feet from you. And you're like, I don't think they're scared of us anymore. <laughs> so like we start giving them food and they'll eat it right out of your hands. Yeah. And it's like a puppy. And you're like, oh, it's so cute. And then there's more of them <laughs> and, and more of them. And they're very insistent on getting that food. And yeah. I was holding the bag. Um, they were aggressively going for it, and there was um. I guess this is why it's better to go at more busy times of year because more than one couple has been in there to feed them that day. Yeah, I think they were pretty hungry. So we've got some great pictures of about like first off because we're the only people there. Like so, like they're they're straight up like attacking. Like they're not biting me, but they're mm. just like. <laughs> <laughs> crowding me and we're like we should keep walking we'll never get out of here they'll eat us alive so we start walking and we've got a parade <laughs> we've got a parade of deers 
<laughs> like 60 Uh-oh. it's insane it was like the pied piper you're like what the fuck <laughs> and then like we've, so we've got some great pictures of the deer parade <laughs> and like some other great pictures of me looking terrified holding my hands up above my head because they were really trying to like not just eat the food but like just they were just on me <laughs> and it was like <laughs> you, were cute. you shouldn't have worn worn that deer patterned uh pantsuit <laughs> actually ironically considering our last conversation i was wearing all white um i was a bride i got i had to wear all the white yeah. um <laughs> we like barely made it out of that thing but chris actually like kissed a fawn like like he, they came right up to him and it was really really cute so yes i have pet deer um <laughs> they're a little terrifying <laughs> We were attacked by a horde of deer. So you you kind of like sympathize with what Willow does here. Like, no, no, that could be terrifying. <laughs> that that little fawn brings all of her friends. I can just imagine like being completely engulfed by deer, and then when they like dissipate, Chris is being like, "Where'd she go? <laughs> we Kristen's gone." Uh, it was the best part of that trip. Yeah, it was fantastic. Deer parade. Uh, Giles leaves a goodbye note at the magic box. His dear Giles letter. It's not addressed to himself. But it's like a dear John letter, but But his name is Giles. What's another very British name? Dear Jeeves. (laughs) Dear Jeeves. There you go. Dear Niles. (laughs) Well, that just makes me think of Fraser. Uh, so he's just going to England suddenly, Mm -hmm. not, you know, stopping to have a goodbye party or anything. So they go to his terminal. Aww. And this is my obligatory thing about like, you can't do this anymore. Yeah. Well, especially like they, they, they apparently had time to not only find this note, find out which plane he was leaving on, go to the gas station, make a poster, get to the airport, get through security and get to Giles. That never would have happened today. Also, you would have had to purchase a ticket. Yeah. I like that before they arrive, he's just sitting, he's just sitting in a chair like, thinking mm-hmm. and he gets just this little this teeny tiny little smile mm-hmm. and i love that smile i really Aww. like to think that he's remembering buffy fondly yeah remembering some joke she made about him or something oh. at time she asked him to walk her down the aisle uh, so the gang arrives with parting guests from the gas station mm-hmm. and apple pie because of america yeah makes sense the little monster Gerg. Uh, what thing I learned, that apparently was one of the hardest props to get, because they oh. wanted to get just the right kind of finger monster. Oh. And they kept getting, like, weirdly, like, bigger things and not the oh. right kind. So, that's like, so funny. Yeah. Like, that's, like, every grab bag yeah. that you ever got when you were a kid. And I, it was funny, because I was thinking when I was watching this, yeah. since, you know, Chris and I are making a film, and, like, I'm buying all these props, like... I don't even know what I would search for that. Yeah. Finger monster? That sounds like Ooh, I'd get That's some... something you do not want to Google. <laughs> I don't want to look that up. <laughs> Image search finger monster. No. <laughs> oh, no. Your face just melts. <laughs> Very Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so Giles says his goodbyes. Oh, don't make Giles cry. <laughs> the Xander thing <laughs> brothers don't shake hands brothers gotta hug oh god <laughs> Anya gives him the super hug mm-hmm. which is so sweet because she was just like trying to kick him out of town and yeah. yeah and he gives her like just the most super gentle Tara hug um, like it just like all of his little things are so perfect for mm-hmm. each character he really like a very fatherly hug for Don 
And then, uh, you know, almost makes Willow cry. So stop making Willow cry. I think that scene means so much more to me now that I'm older. Yeah. At our age now, we've said goodbye Mm -hmm. to people who move away and Mm -hmm. we've learned how things just can't ever be the same. Yeah. Even though the internet exists and phones exist and you'll visit and that thing, like mm-hmm. it, this is, it's different now. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely hits harder. This makes me, was making me remember um, when my brother graduated high school, you know, as much as my brother and I fought and we'll still annoy the crap out of each other. We were very close for siblings. The day of his, of his graduation, I didn't expect this, but I was inconsolable. I was crying mm. so goddamn hard and my parents were like, he's going to Michigan. Like, he's literally coming home next weekend. Yeah. And I was like, but we're never going to live together again. Mm-hmm. Like, this is it. Uh, it's yeah. just different. There are places I remember. We're getting a lot of musical mic. I'm just getting ramped up for once more with feeling. Oh, yeah, that's, we got to warm up. <clears throat> yeah. Me, me, me. You, you, you. <laughs> uh, so they say, okay, if this works... If we if the spell works, he'll come back. Then they say, "Well, nothing can go wrong tonight." Oh well, then it's a good thing a pack of demon bikers aren't coming to town. Oh wait. Oh no! What of what will become of Sunnydale Airport? <laughs> Previously, we had talked about like maybe this airport is like the next time. Maybe they drove. Nope, it nope. is clearly. Plain as day, almost as like an F you to like trying to figure out the geography of this town. This is Sunnydale Airport, motherfuckers. Yeah, big old sun. Uh, Scoobies are at Buffy's grave. Willow doing the spell. Uh, Osiris is just a dick. He's he apparently dick. saw the, the mummy remake with Brendan Fraser. It's really into those scarab effects. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. Yeah. So. Uh, we find out Willow told Tara she would be tested by Osiris. Mm-hmm. So first he cuts her arms up. Then she gets Ugh. bugs under her skin. Willow reverse eats a snake. It's, it's terrible. None of us like this. Later on, I think she's or, on I mean, fire. that could have just been a coincidence. She could have swallowed a whole snake. Yeah. And that's when it happened to come up. It's just that like the bugs were being like, I, I can't. I, I'm just not feeling my dinner. Uh, so demon gangs show up to town. They have a very different definition of fun than I do. It's a lot of just riding around things, and they really hate cars. They hate cars. I mean, like, because fuck cars. We only have two tires. You have yeah. four. But they didn't even try the bowling alley. No. Just try that first before you start lighting movies. everything on fire. They're playing Dude, Where's My Car? That Wonderful. That sounds very fun. That's, it sounds humorous. Mm-hmm. It's a humorous conundrum. I don't think it's actually a conundrum. I just, I, it's fine. It was a funny word. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I think you saying humorous conundrum was the humorous conundrum. <laughs> um, there is a really cool transition of one throwing a Molotov cocktail mm-hmm. right at the camera to blackout, yeah. but then that immediately stressed me out about the camera and how they did that. Yeah. Because that, that I, how that camera was only one day left until retirement. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Damn you! It, it was getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Avenge me, boom, Mike. <laughs> oh, no. Stay out of the shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> My mistake. Uh, they're on a summer street. They attack and damage BB. Oh, no. Go Buffy Bot. She gets in some nice kicks, though. Yeah, she does pretty well. 
And she's still standing. She's just like, you damaged me. So I have to return to Willow. And then she beats some sh- the shit out of them and then runs for it. Uh, but she leads them right to the middle of the goddamn spell. God damn it, Puffybot. I wish Willow had been like, you're programmed to return to the Summer's House. I mean, granted, she would have led them to Spike and Dawn. But, you know, Buffy would have been, you know, risen from the dead and not alone. Uh, they crush the one and only Urn of Osiris. Oh, man. These are rude dudes. They don't even pay, offer to pay to They're replace rude, it. They're rude, with attitude. They are all of those things. Uh, the gang splits up. Anya goes with Tara. Xander goes with Willow. Meanwhile, half-decomposed Buffy. Oh, yeah. Gross. Is yeah. is gross. They did not embalm her well. No. And also... Really creepy. Can you imagine yeah. being SMG and watching this episode and be like, so that's what it's going to look like when I'm dead for two months? Six months? Well, Five she, months? She probably wore in a different dress. <laughs> I think this would traumatize me. I think I would be like, oh, no, nightmares, nightmares. Uh, so Buffy's back. Woo! And this is where yeah. we uh, this episode ends. Mm-hmm. Which is a pretty good cliffhanger. Like, what? Buffy's back. Yeah. I mean, we knew work was coming. We yeah. just didn't know how. Yeah. So what do you think of this one? It's odd for a season opener because it does. It's one of those season openers where it's a lot of juggling the characters and the plots as opposed to being like a solid like story Standalone. on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I understand you obviously you have to explain how your main character comes back from the dead sure that'll so I, I i i'm fine with it but it's not like one that i'll go back to like just for fun mm-hmm. it's more like oh this was this was good it had some good bits and some good character stuff but it's not really you know a fun episode i agree it's not really super fun to watch mm-hmm. but i think the way that they handle everything that they burden themselves with at the end mm-hmm. of season five is well done i I think the big question is what happens now? And we learn in very shorthand how they've been surviving without Buffy Mm -hmm. and raises some good questions about like, what is Giles's role Mm -hmm. here? If any. So yeah, I, I it's, it's enjoyable to watch, but not fun. Like, yeah, at the time, I think it's super important because you don't, especially after last season, having the, the Dawn thing just kind of, you're dropped right into the middle of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's important this one that they don't do a similar thing again. Mm-hmm. That they do like really go to pains to like explain this is what's happened since you've seen it. And this mm-hmm. is how we're getting back to where kind of somewhat closer to the status quo. Yeah. I also think there's just some really good character moments. Like yeah. we're, you know, people are growing. Mm-hmm. They really said goodbye scene is really nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's time to take a break and hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Osiris Restoration Cream. Is your hair dead and lifeless? Does it look like you've got bedhead from lying perfectly still for five months straight? You need Osiris Restoration Cream. Tell him, Buffy. Buffy? Hello? <laughs> okay, well, all-natural Osiris Restoration Cream uses the restorative power of fawn's blood to raise split ends from the dead. But don't take my word for it. Just listen to this inspiring testimonial from one of our satisfied customers. Buffy, that's your cue. Buffy? Well, crap. 
Uh, Osiris Restoration Cream is an all-new miracle product from our Vino de Madre line. Just look for the distinct regurgitated snake on the label. Try it today and resurrect your hair from the dead. Right, Buffy? God damn it. It's time to put Bargaining Part 1 back on the shelf and open the books on Bargaining Part 2. So to recap, Buffy is trapped in her own grave and the gang is at running Demon Vikers. Previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well done. Uh, but Scooby don't realize their spell worked and the urn is broken uh, and all hope is lost and we might as well all give up and kill ourselves. Yep, pretty much. Got it. But rebellions are built on hope. Oh boy. I appreciate Xander's musical theater joke here. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got trouble right here in Hellmouth City. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, appreciate it. All the musical theater references. Willow is crying. Don't make Willow cry, guys. Stop doing that. Not allowed. Um, they just again, all hope is lost. She's mm-hmm. really gone. It's yeah. really over. And I feel like you get a sense that Willow was postponing her mourning. Oh yeah, for sure. Based on this spell, and now it's really real for her. Well, and I think that's another great thing that kind of explains things that happen later in the season mm. it, and it also is a natural fit for how we've seen willow deal with things yes. in the past yeah. yeah this is definitely her response to losing loved ones mm-hmm. meanwhile the demons are just destroying sunnydale they are very rude you are bad guests You're supposed to bring a gift and not set the town on fire yeah two jobs Spike insists that he and Don leave the Summers home. Aww. I love that he grabs for a cross. Dum dum. <laughs> Such a dum dum. Like we got stakes, crosses out. God damn it. <laughs> and then he says, No one's coming to our rescue. Editing joke. Uh, Buffy is back. Got the nice zombie shot with her hands coming out of the ground. Yeah. Reading your own gravestone. Woof, that's drippy. I think my my response, I got some notes. <laughs> uh, let's talk about punctuation and grammar. <laughs> Did you need to put my age on there? Really? Uh, this font, uh, uh, this is does not say me at all. <laughs> you went with marble? I would have gone with sandstone? Mm-hmm. I don't know if those are grave things. Don't tell me. <laughs> I don't want to know. This time around, I really put myself in Buffy's shoes mm. and realizing how disorienting this is yeah. because she has no context for what's happening. No. She does not know that Sunnydale was okay. Yeah. And then very recently, some biker showed up and trashed everything. It's mm-hmm. like, you just come back and you're surrounded by fire mm-hmm. and demons on Harleys and everything's destroyed. And you're like, oh, so hell. Yeah. Got it. Like, really, how disorienting. Yeah. And especially when we find out where she was... Hanging out before. Yeah. I think extra disorienting. The contrast must be like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I, th- I think her behavior throughout this episode makes so much sense when you keep that in mind. Yeah. Anya and Tara make it back to the magic shop. Did you notice that demons are raiding the books too? No. They're taking <laughs> all the onions and chapters. <laughs> I'm going to keep a lookout and I want to see if it remains books too. <laughs> Maybe this is their opportunity to change that yeah. sign. Uh, so they're saying maybe Willow and Xander got lost in the woods. And Tara says, lost is good. Willow and I always know how to find each other. 
Just like when she got so lost and Willow found her. It's not fair. She always finds her. It's not fair. You can't, you can't just say that. <laughs> you can't just say that to a person. She creates a giant firefly mm-hmm. uh, that leads Willow. Can, and... can you guess where they got the idea for the show Firefly? Absolutely. Obviously. Oh, that looks just to me just, I mean, that little, that, that bright glowy thing just screams space cowboys. Yeah. Buffy's running into fire and loud motorcycles mm-hmm. and car alarms and angry old guys with guns. She's having a bad day. Yeah. She's having a very She's bad got day. Some bedhead. Bedhead. Uh, um, I actually like. First off, the dress to me just screams like, "Oh yeah, total funeral." Like, ugly funeral because we've no. never seen Buffy dressed anything like this. No, it, and it's kind of disorienting. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, is this Buffy in an alternate timeline where she's somebody's? aunt right the uh the detail of the open backed dress because that's how you dress a body mm. was kind of like it's a good detail yeah. i didn't expect to have that i kept getting distracted by her hair because she was much blonder before she went yes. into the grave and she's the, very much a brunette right now that's uh with the spell do you think they're admitting that buffy highlights her hair Let's say that's the case and not just that uh, SMG changed her hairstyles in between seasons. Okay. Also, distractingly, did you notice how Emma Caulfield changed her hair to look exactly like Buffy? I just think it looks great. I did notice that her hair changed. Um, I just think, for that matter, it just looked cute. Yeah. It just looks like, especially from behind, she looks too much like Buffy. Mm, That's fair. Yeah. They should have her like always wear a bow to distinguish. Well, here's the other reason this is weird, because the, I definitely think that they're going with the highlights because Buffy Bot's hair is blonde. Well, she also dug through six feet of dirt. That probably makes you look a little bit more brunette. I think that they are go like this is a detail that Joss decided on. Mm. Like her hair would not be like as light because she hasn't been highlighting it for five months. I also don't know. Maybe your hair does get darker when you die. Also possible. Because the sun, the sun will always naturally highlight your hair and Mm. it has not seen any sun. That's also a really good point. Yeah. Mm. Weird details that I get. Let's just, let's just get somebody to die for like five months. Great. We're going to break from the dead and see how the hair looks. Yeah. Um, yeah, they said it was the last urn of Osiris, but I mean, you never know what's going to pop up on I mean, eBay. that was early days of eBay. A lot more people are posting stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff now. I'm distracted. I kind of want to go on eBay and look for Urn of Osiris. Don't you want to? Just to see if it's there. Don't, I, I kind of think it's going to be. Yeah. Like, somebody always has one for sale. I'm doing it. I'm okay. doing it on the air. Hold up. In the meanwhile, we'll uh, have a quick episode of the Conductor Button Hour. Yes. Uh, now, I've been getting a lot of fan mail of people talking about the character of uh, Conductor Zipper, which uh, I've got to say, guys, again, this is not a canonical character. Uh, it was a one-off for a Christmas episode. Um, and I appreciate that you guys like that character, but really, I want to stick to the canonical nature of the Conductor Button podcast. Zero results. Oh, that's surprising. Actually, yeah. I thought it was going to be a like proppy thing, mm-hmm. like a. <sighs> so what you're saying is there's nobody in that market yet. I think we could cut this bit out of the episode, make ourselves some money making urns of Osiris. That's awesome. There's a pottery shop literally a block away. 
We got this. <laughs> I'm really disappointed in you, eBay. Uh, Spike and Dawn are trying to escape. Sunnydale, <laughs> like Spike's <laughs> kind of smile. Looks like fun. Yeah. <laughs> Badass Spike clotheslines a motorcycle demon. Yeah, that is that is pretty cool. And it's nice because, like, we haven't seen as much badass Spike lately yes. as, you know. He needs like to, to walk a fine line of, like, sweet, adorable, has a heart of gold, Spike. And also, like, but kick, kick some ass. I need you to see to see you mm-hmm. don the duster. We get the birth of a Spike cycle. He's going to keep that thing. Mm-hmm. And the football helmet. Very easy rider. I like it. And I love that he yells out to Don, fly, pigeon. He's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I love me some nicknames. Xander and Willow make it to the magic box. They say, but he's gone. We're it. Mm. Maybe they'll get sick of this place. Editing joke. Welcome to your new home, boys. Wah, wah, wah. Buffy witnesses the celebration and just sidles right up next to these guys. Hey, what's up? Just right up behind him. Hey, what's oh, up? Hey, hey. What's up? Going on? You guys have a terrible peripheral vision, don't you? There's all those <laughs> leather straps in your face. That's it. It really is. They draw and quarter BB. Yikes. This is weird. That like it makes me so upset. Yeah. I kind I just kind of enjoy having her around. She's a nice uh uh comedic mm-hmm. side note this would be really trippy to watch yeah especially when you're not in your right mind yeah when you're just kind of like like imagine if you just like woke up to some loud noises as you're like groggily getting out of bed you, with like, a fever you like you need to window. also have a fever yeah, you're you not fever. in your good head and you're like you're not sure what time it is like am i taking a nap or i just wake up from eight hours you look out the window and what appears for you is ripped apart by demon bikers yeah the world is on fire, and you've been drawn and quartered. What? Uh, what? I'm going back to sleep, guys. <laughs> I'm going back to my grave. It was lined with satin. Uh, the demons assume that she's another bot. Because, yeah, yeah. you would. Yeah. Wouldn't assume, oh, well, this is the real Slayer come yeah. back to retrieve her robot friend. Why? The, yeah, they mass-produced him. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you? Which leads me to my next point. What if Warren used his powers for good yeah. and could mass-produce Slayers? Yeah, that would be pretty, pretty awesome. Stop being a dick, Warren. Yeah. Just make a bunch. And then you could do cool things where it seems like she's everywhere. Yeah. And freak out all the demons. Yeah. That would have been a good episode. Mm-hmm. Buffy runs from the demons. For being recently dead, she's pretty agile. And and just runs smack into the Scoobies. Uh-oh. Anya <laughs> believes that now is the time to tell them that we're engaged. Yeah, that's that seems appropriate. This is where I stop being on Anya's side <laughs> and say, no. Yeah. Give it, give it 48 hours. Yeah. This is, this, then you are kind of trying to steal the thunder at this point. Yes. Bigger themes are <laughs> happening. Of your friend's resurrection. Yeah. Maybe talk about saving the town. We don't mm-hmm. actually care about your proposal. Uh, they think that Buffy's the bot. Yeah. Poor Buffy. She just she needs a hug, mm-hmm. and her friends are just staring about her and talking about her like she's not there. Talking to her at a Radio Shack. What? Most timeless of references. <laughs> Willow figures it out just as Buffy bolts. Uh, Xander, meanwhile, figures out where she came oh, back. It's still it's so rough. That I can't. I can't imagine. Oh, the guilt. 
Oh, the guilt. You did that. This nightmare of crawling out of your own grave, you put that on your friend. Yep. Good job. Imagine if she didn't have Slayer strength. Yeah. She would have just died mm-hmm. all over again. She would have suffocated or starved or something. That reminds me of, spoiler alert for the uh, Tales from the Crypt TV show, um, of a really great Tales from the Crypt episode mm-hmm. where it's all like, this. the whole episode is told... Uh, in flashback from this guy who's in a coffin buried alive, but he's really calm about it because you find out that he had surgery where there's, they found some gland in a cat, you know, this, this silly premise that, uh, provides it its nine lives okay. and they gave it to him. So he's become a circus performer who, um, you know, it gets killed as his act. Okay. Cause he can come back with his nine lives. Like the uh, prestige? Yeah. K- kind of. Um, but much sillier. Um, and it's Joey Pants. Joe, Joe Pantoliano is the, uh, is the guy in the coffin. So he's recounting the story. Uh, and towards the end, when he's basically caught up to present day, he's like, oh man, that poor cat. Wait a minute. That cat. And he realizes that he's used up all of his nine lives because one of those lives was the cat's. So he actually oh. is going to die buried alive. <sighs> yeah. It's a, it's a pretty neat episode. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah. But, mm, mm, awful. Uh, and just as they realize that this is the real Buffy and that she just crawled out of her own grave, Anya brings up her goddamn engagement again. Anya, maybe it's not about you right now. You're making brides look bad. Stop it. Talk about a bridezilla. Demons show up. (laughs) Vanner says, I happen to be be a very powerful man, witch. Oh, hey, he's a meal. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. Xander and Anya both try to uh, engage, but get the shit kicked out of them very quickly. Mm-hmm. I love the rabbit out of the hat line. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why? <laughs> this is, I think, the worst line for uh, a good three seasons. I, I can't imagine what you're referring to. We're just going to hold you down and enjoy ourselves for a few hours. Oh, well, it doesn't get worse from there, I'm sure. You may survive it, though some of my boys have parts that tend to rip up little girls. Nope. Boys have their needs. Nope, 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 nope. Fun episode, guys. Nope. Just mm, there, I have a I have a physical reaction to that line. That is a nightmare, yeah, wrapped inside of hell, and then just stuffed inside of just a nope sandwich. Yeah. No, and it's I don't know. It feels like weirdly intense when it doesn't need to be like. I mean, it definitely raises. I mean, here's the thing: anytime that like yeah. shit like this happens in Buffy, like there's always this implication. Like mm-hmm. it's but. This sentence is kind of R-rated compared to usual Buffy yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, I feel like you could have similarly raised the stakes with being a little less graphic about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> True to form, Buffy's instincts to protect her friends kick in, and there's a fight. Mm-hmm. She meets them up. Meanwhile, Spike and Dawn find the BB torso. Do you, uh, do you kind of want this to be its own series, like a lone wolf and cub type of thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. SMG does a great job, uh, similarly to the way April did when she was dying, of mm-hmm. just looking like a 
robot slowing down. She says, I was here, here. But then I ran away. Uh, Don figures that out Mm -hmm. and runs off. Why? I mean, it's a lot of intuition. I think she believes the Buffy bot actually saw Buffy. Right. And like, I guess she thinks like because Spike has been so overprotective, she feels like if she told that to Spike, he'd be like, I don't believe you when we're getting out of town. Get Mm -hmm. on the bike. Yeah. So she needs to get away from Spike. I still, especially given, again, the implication and what that demon just said, like, no, I'm sticking with Spike. Yeah. I do not want to be introduced to those demon bits. Nope. No. (sighs) Uh, Anya does not help. There is a fight here. Yeah. And Anya just... She doesn't have her bat. (laughs) She just needs that bat. Yeah. Uh, The big guy that Buffy knocked out came back to life, and now he's just attacking everyone. Alpha Demon, I call him. What's his name, like Blades or something? It's that Alpha. I'm, call- I'm calling him that. Skidmark. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's bring him down a peg. Well, you know what his original name was going to be? Pike. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to associate with the movie. That's fine. Well, you know what? They, it was because the writer of the episode had never seen the movie. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's just a coincidence. Yeah, it was just a complete coincidence because she was like, Oh, I can't use that name? Why? Like, oh, that was in the movie. Oh, I, st- I still haven't seen it because Jess said I probably shouldn't. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's also a fair thing. Buffy goes to the tower. A uh, huge question here. Why the fuck is that still there? Right? Like, I could see, like, you could make an argument, like, a couple of days, maybe somebody has noticed a sure. giant tower being constructed. They think it's supposed to be there. But after three months, there's nobody in the town of Sunnydale with, like, the zoning committee that's going to be like, hey, that should not be there. So here's my first question. Are they, did they build that in an already construction site? Or did they build that in a junkyard? Well, I think the implication is kind of that it's its own space. Because it being a construction site already would just be such a huge coincidence that it would be kind mm. of hokey. Yeah. I just, so I was, I always thought it was a construction site just because that stuff was there. Um, but from the wide shot this time, it does look like just a junkyard. Or like an old industrial area that's not used, maybe. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, if it's a construction site, the construction company should have been like, who the fuck was messing with my materials? Take this shit down. If it's just an empty lot, then yeah, the town of Sunnydale should be like, this is a problem. This is not sturdy. Take it down. Yeah. Safely. I mean, even if they just had, like, some tape and chains around it saying, like, condemned. Yeah, we don't see that. That would at least be something. Yeah, this is not, this is not safe. And then later on, there's electricity running through it. Who, where is that plugged in? Who, who's paying that bill? <laughs> who's, who's, who's been paying the evil portal tower electric bill over the summer? Uh, so yeah, Buffy goes to the tower. The mm-hmm. tower, the tower, Rapunzel, Rapunzel. All right. I was excited for that joke. No, I I, I could tell. <laughs> uh, anyways, back at the Scoobies, Tara's got an axe. Which uh, supposedly was just because Amber Benson was sad that she never got to kill anything. She should. I mean, she's yeah. this. Uh, she's stepping shit up. She yeah. she poor thing had to spend a good portion of last. Uh, Less, I mean, she spent like season four being very shy and mm-hmm. and stuttery. Season five, she got a little better, but yeah. still. Last couple of episodes, she was just a just, quivering mass of 
madness. Yeah, so now we're seeing cool coat, got an axe. Mm -hmm. I like it. At the top of the tower, Buffy relives her sacrifice. Previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, Dawn shows up, so added weight on top of the already unstable tower. What are you saying about Dawn? (laughs) No, no, no. She She is a tiny tot. That girl is skinny. It's most of the way is just that giant sweater. That is a bit, yeah. It's also, a 20 pound sweater. Buffy says, Is this hell? Which, again, right now, this episode, it closely resembles hell. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a big stretch. No. She says, Everything was so clear in this spot, which I think is why she's there. Yeah. Like, I was trying to be like, Is she up there? Because she's like, this got me to heaven the first time. I'm a jump. Mm. But I think it's more like I just, I want that clarity that yeah. was here three months ago. But once again, her heroic instincts kick in. Dawn has this beautiful moment. She's begging Buffy, mm. don't jump. Come back to me. I need you. I try to be strong. Yeah. I'll do better. Which, God, you were, this isn't why she was up there. Because you weren't strong no. enough, sweetheart. It's very sweet. Um. But as the tower comes down, Buffy's instinct to save her sister kick mm-hmm. in. And, sh- and I like that both times that she kind of like snaps out of it a little bit or both mm-hmm. like to protect people. Like yeah. So inherent to her being. Exactly. That even through all this trauma and craziness, that's the thing that pulls her out both times. Exactly. And they slide down this cable. Do you get this whole. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. real iffy. Yeah. The effects and the logic of it of like, it seems like, oh, we went down halfway. Then the thing broke. And we fell still, like, several stories onto some boxes, and we're both fine. Yeah, no, you're dead. Yeah. You're dead. Um, you're dead again. <laughs> this, this is all a dream. The, um, yeah, sliding down this cable is, like, it, it's falling while holding on to something. There was no tension, yeah. no nothing to slow your descent here. Yeah, and, like, it would be one thing if, like, they kept falling and falling, and then they stopped, like, two feet from the ground, and sure. then it broke. Sure. But, like, they're clearly, when it stops for that little bit of time, they're, like, halfway. So high up. And that tower is, you know, I don't know, ten stories tall. Like, you fall from five stories, you're going to die. Yeah. Sorry. Like, best case scenario. You're a quadriplegic. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you land on a couple of boxes, or not even, like, boxes, like, broken down boxes. Yeah. And then the tower collapses. Because it was built by crazy people. I mean, that's, yeah. So what do you think of this one? Uh, I think I like this part a little bit more. Obviously, it has more, like, action in many senses. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, kind of similar to the fir- first one where it's so, like, entrenched in everything that's happening plot-wise that it's not a good, like, one to watch on its own necessarily. I actually feel the first one is better to watch on its own because mm-hmm. the cliffhanger kind of gives it, like, an ending. Yeah. So I feel like the first one just kind of has more of a beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. I am not as big a fan of this one. I actually prefer part one better, partly because we're getting our first glimpse of Bummer Buffy, shall we Mm. call her, which I know some fans have a much bigger problem with than I do. I think it's justified based on the actions in the series, but similar to cancer bumming me out, Mm -hmm. Bummer Buffy can be a bit of a bummer. I and we'll see as we like revisit it here. It might be different, you know, looking at it from this angle of more in depth analysis than I than I usually have with this season. And maybe just you know the age I am at now, maybe it'll be different. But I kind of remember 
yeah, I get why people are always a little down on how, especially Buffy, but some elements of the season can be a bit more of a downer. But I think the mere fact that it's not something that's as real life as the cancer storyline mm-hmm. from Joyce makes it a little bit more palatable. Yes. It's not like it's bringing back memories of that time I went to heaven and my friends bought me back. But like... Yeah. Like multiple people, cancer. you can still apply it to things in real sure, life, but it's absolutely. not so real life that it's it's a little too rough. Exactly, times, which that I can definitely that that's a problem with some of the joy stuff. Mm-hmm. Although also with the body, it's one of the biggest strengths is that it's so relatable, right? But yeah, um, so yeah, this I mean this one also just structurally like I was having a hard time with my notes. We're back and mm-hmm. forth and back and forth. And what yeah. happened? We saw them again and she, she beat up that guy and then she left and then she comes back for the, it's weird. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, eh, this one's a kind of a mess to me. No, I, I can see that. Yeah. It's not, it's not like one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So Buffy took a little trip to the afterlife. Maybe we can take a little trip into Nacional. I mean, her first trip seemed like a hoot. Yeah. Buffy Tapaja, Vampirite. Ernie Dragon, das Rhine Fleisch Canoe. Teacher Rifle International. I actually have four different alternate titles for both of these two parts. Hmm. And all of them sound pretty damn generic. Mm. Portuguese is just pretty much the same um, bargaining. French Chaos, parts one and two. Uh, I guess they're focusing more on the bikers. Mm-hmm. Um, German, The Resurrection, parts one and two. Pretty literal there. Pretty obvious, but um, yeah. An Italian, a little specific. Maybe it just sounds better in Italian. The Ritual, part one and two. Can I say that I I actually prefer Chaos or Resurrection to Bargaining? Yeah. This I title I always found confusing because I feel like Bargaining is a better title for the next episode because mm. they're like, you know, bringing Buffy back, you get the extra demon with her and you try to get rid of that demon without getting rid of Buffy. That to me feels more like bargaining yeah. than this. And also, I, I feel like just from the economic or pragmatic thing, I think it's more interesting. Like it might pull people in. Granted, you don't always see the episode titles, but like having a season opener that's chaos mm, is, yeah. is, is stronger. Like, ooh, what's, what's that one about than bargaining? Correct. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. bargaining... I think as a standalone episode is actually might be more interesting than chaos. But if you're opening a season of television with the, the episode titled chaos, especially knowing the context, mm-hmm. it's like, Ooh, is this all going to be like right after mm-hmm. what's going on that it's all chaotic? Yeah. So yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying. Though. I like that. Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's slay of the week. There are a lot of good choices this week. A lot, yeah. It's a lot of death and a lot of interesting death. Yes. Um, but I, I have to go to because honestly, it is the first thing I think of when I think of these two episodes, hmm. and that is the fawn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, not a fun one. No. Uh, pretty dark and sad, but it's also very important to Willow's character. That's true. Um, not what I was expecting you to say. Yeah. And it's just very memorable to me. Like, that's, mm. I always, like, even if you just say, like, what do you think of, like, early season six? Like, this is one of the strongest things that, like, sticks out in my brain. That's fair. Yeah. The, um, the 
the one that sticks out to me, if you just said bargaining, would be drawing and quartering the Buffy bot. Yeah. Uh, with real Buffy looking on. I also got to give, so that's a great one. Mm. I also got to give a uh, runner up to Tara with the axe. Yeah. Like any one of those on, on some weeks would have been like the obvious first choice, but they're mm-hmm. all, they're all, there's a lot of good murder this week. Well, so my number one choice is Spike with his lighter. Ah! <laughs> Lighten that vampire fire. <laughs> the, the kerosene vampire. Kerosene, just the, help him. I did. Ooh, Ooh. looking so cool. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember? And join us next time when we dust off Afterlife and Flooded. When we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks.